In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the March 20th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. Pressure intensifies on Alberto Gonzalez to resign. Gonzalez to resign. Mm-hmm. You know that? It I can intensify. imagine. Uh, yeah, for good reason. He's getting hit from many different sides on many different investigations. Yeah, I gave him a ring, too. Did and you? I think that kind of put the big the was big it, load on his back. That was probably it. Yeah, uh-huh. so you gave him a ring him up. Albert. And I applied pressure. <laughs> yeah. Heimlich maneuver, maybe, is what he may need. So uh, Republican w- officials operating at the behest of the White House begin seeking a possible successor, successor to Gonzalez. Yeah, they f- they're floating names. The names. They're oh. floating the names. Yeah, that's always a bad thing. Yeah. Michael the- Chertoff. Oh. Uh, the the uh, Homeland Security. Yeah. Yeah. Nosferatu. Secretary, yeah. 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 Here's another one for you. Francis Townsend, uh, the uh, He's anti-terrorism an, yeah. coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had no idea it was coordinated. You know, this, this does not bode it's well hard for to him. tell that it actually is coordinated. And, and uh, Deputy Attorney General Larry Thompson. African American. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see what that has to do I with that. I don't either, but I just thought I'd throw it in there because. You think he has the best this, chance to. to uh, I think he does. To secede this, a Mexican. Is that yeah, what you're that's saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. You can't, maybe you not. can't be one minority short no. in your no. quota. No. no. And uh, Theodore Olson. You remember? Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy is evil. I'm yeah. not kidding. I am not, I'm not just saying that. Former Ted Olson, solicitor general, general. He's the guy. He, yeah. he he argued some of the most, oh, my God, he's awful. Yeah. He is really bad. They're floating his name. He was a, yeah. You know what else floats, oh, Mike? Oh, my God. According to White House emails, just weeks after President Bush was inaugurated for his second term, the White House and the Justice Department had pretty much settled on a plan to push out some of the nation's 93 U.S. attorneys. They already settled on it. That's okay. What? Okay, go ahead. Finish your... D. Kyle Sampson, Chief yeah. of Staff to Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez, came up with a checklist. Yeah. So, so I think you were saying earlier on, you have him pegged as the fall guy. Yeah, I think he's the guy that's going to take it. They're going to put a lot, speaking of pressure, there'll be a lot of pressure put on Kyle Sampson. Yeah. And I think he'll roll. Yeah. Because I do think that there are a number of career Justice Department personnel who are tired of their name being dragged through the mud, uh, political mud on this, and they're really going to go after him. And I don't think Gen- Gonzalez can do anything to stop that from happening. Well, he'll be the fall guy and Gonzalez will still be in. No, uh, Gonzalez, no. I think he'll roll over. I think he will say, yes, this was. No, but Gonzalez will still be attorney general, though. I think he won't survive after. I don't think so. It's one or the other, Mike. No, I'm saying Samson will, they'll apply pressure on On Samson. Samson. Oh, Samson will go, oh, yeah, it's Gonzalez. That's true. Well, it'll say Gonzalez signed off on on this. This was a political maneuver to keep. But Samson, but Samson's not there. I know he's not there. Yeah. But I'm saying they will probably. They will prosecute him for for uh, for something. They'll get him for ob- obstruction. He'll say something, and they'll nail him for obstruction. He had a checklist, Mike. Samson yeah, course, did. Yeah, of course he did. And if you if you oppose the president's policies, yeah, you got a bad star. Yeah, it was he, an ugly black star. It was a black star. You can get a gold star. And, and the, if the, you approved of his policies, 
There, there are two of these attorneys. You gotta go There's two of these attorneys, U.S. attorneys that appear to be the most egregious. David Iglesias, yeah, out of New Mexico, and Carol Lamb out of uh, well, California, Southern California, certainly. You mean the dismissal of them is the, the most it egregious? Seems, it seems yes. to be the ones that are going to be. They're the ones. Who they are not egregious. No, they. Yeah. It's, it, it Their dismissal up. is egregious. Lamb was investigating. She, she got. I was about ready to get to her. Oh, man. I'm sorry. You want to? No, no, no. You want to get to? No, her? I didn't. No, go ahead. Please, again, I want to know what you have to say. I don't have Nobody anything to say. Nobody cares what I have to say, but I want to know what you well, have Well, we'll get to her. Okay. Because there's, there's lots on this. Okay. The Senate Judiciary Committee cleared the way for subpoenas, compelling five Justice Department officials and six of the U.S. attorneys they fired to tell the story of the purge that uh, prompted demands for the ouster of Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get some subpoenas, subpoenas out there. Good. Shuffling around. Yeah. President Bush was the main force holding up the resignation, according right. to sources. As they say, unnamed sources. Unnamed sources in the White House. He has a. Uh, he's a. His usual posture is pugnacious, and that no one is going to tell him who to fire. That's what a Republican close to right. the White House said. Right. Pugnacious. He is that. But uh, they also said Gonzalez's firing is just a matter of time. And that the administration, they'd never seen this administration in such a state of denial, which goes, uh, that, that goes a long ways. Yeah. Well, I believe there was actually a book by Woodard called yeah. State of Denial. Really? Which, well, I don't even know why I brought that up. He's such a... Such a what? Woodward... Think of it? Yeah. Yeah. He is. The U.S. attorney in San Diego. Here you go, Mike. All right, here we go. Notified the Justice Department of search warrants. In a Republican bribery scandal last May 10th, one day before the Attorney General's Chief of Staff warned the White House of a real problem with her. That would be Carol Lamb, who was dismissed seven months later as part of an effort to fire eight U.S. attorneys. Hit it! Hit it! All right, well, Carol Lamb went after Randall Duke Cunningham and got him on taking a, a million over a million dollars in bribes and yeah. boats and jewelry and furniture and all the rest of it. Boats. Boots and uh, and she was hot on the trail of a couple of ex FBI people and also word has it that Congressman Jerry Lewis who is stinks to high heaven in corruption he he was ladies he, he was he was next that, that guy that guy wow he was next in line and uh, and so these guys in the White House would have none of it and also there was something like five hundred prosecutions of Democrat Democratic uh, politicians mm. in, by U.S. attorneys. And something like 60 prosecutions uh, have been launched against Republicans in an era when the Republicans have been at the trough a lot more than the Democrats have. Yeah. So the, just the disproportionate prosecution of Democratic officials as opposed to Republicans is going to be another big— You think? Yeah, I do. Are you done? A big red flag. Are you done with Lamb now? Uh, kind of, yeah. We'll move on. Also, Guam prosecutor— was dismissed following the Ibramoff probe. You know about that? Yes. Two Democratic Congress members are asking Congress to investigate another attorney dismissal, this one from five years ago. Right. This would be George Miller of uh, California. He's asking for the dismissal. Along with Nick Rahal of West Virginia, they want to look into the firing of Frederick Black of the island of Guam. Black had begun investigating the activities of now-convicted Republican lobbyist. 
Oh, Jack Abramoff. Okay, you do that to our guests. Too, I'm sorry. You know? I'm so sorry. You complete their sentences no, for them. I, I, They're sitting there saying things, and you because complete this their was sentences. a delay deal. This whole thing, delay. The whole, yeah, delay set this Guam up a as delay as, deal. Yes. The the reason that the attorney general, but it was the, Jack Abramoff. It was I don't Abramoff. want to hear. No, but it was Tom Delay. It was here. no. I'm not backpedaling at all. Tom Delay set up this, this these Chinese investors. Uh huh. We, we, to have sweatshops all over Guam, yeah, because and then call it, and then they could legally say that it was U.S. made textiles, but in fact it was it was a sweatshop. These people were paying, being paid pennies. But he a day. wasn't the one being inve- investigated. Yes, he yet. was. Actually, Abramoff was the one. Abramoff yeah. was, but it was the delay. So you're telling me that Abramoff's, this news story is completely wrong? No, I'm not saying it's completely yeah. wrong. It doesn't go far enough. Oh, this had to do with Tom Delay. Yeah, as much as anything else. Okay, Delay was getting money from these guys. I'm just telling you yeah. that I'll give you the whole story if you'd like. I'll 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 do my investigative report next week, but okay. I'll give you the entire story next week. But this it this, is Abramoff. If you I, I'm follow sorry the if you follow the your, money, yes. If you Abramoff. follow the money from Abramoff, I'll, delay I'll, delay was channeling some of this. It was backdoor stuff from delay into Abramoff. I will. They, I'll, is well, that right? Am I, will, I, am I do I have the picture right here? Yeah. I will make. Is sure. that right? Yes. Okay. I will make sure. Is that right? All right. Okay. All right. General David Patriots, you know him. I do. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave the uh, the alternal oh. uh, attorney general. Unless you got more attorney no, general stuff That's it. to talk That's about. It. We're th- we're gonna move to Iraq. Can I finish your? No. Yeah. Go Where ahead. Dave, General David Patriots? Yeah. Or Petrius? However, or Petraeus. You want to say it. Petraeus is actually how I've heard it. Uh-huh. It's it has that that A E thing going yeah, on in the middle, it's which a makes lot, it. I know. It's it's like your name. People don't know whether to say Casper or Caspar. Mm-hmm. They get very confused. I do. The General David Patrius, mm-hmm. Petraeus, mm-hmm. the top U.S. commander in Iraq, requested another army brigade. Yeah. He wants another one in there in addition to the five already on the way as part of the surge. This is uh, Air Force stuff. He wants like air cover, helicopters and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is what we said when this when they announced the surge. We said they said 21,800. We said thirty-five thousand mm-hmm. is what it's end, going to end yeah. up being because of all the support personnel, and you know they're going to want more. This is the what do they call that? The camel's uh, nose under the under the tent. There's just this they is call it the, why don't they shorten it up a little bit so they don't have such a long thing to remember? It's the old camel's nose under the tent. That's what this there's is. There's got to be some, some there's, acronym. For it is that or there something. has to be, but and it has to do with the idea that they're going to continue to ask for more. They call it the in, tent nose. In order to continue to to support to provide logistical support for the combat troops, uh-huh. they're going to continue. Well, when they requested the when they said we're going to have a surge of twenty one thousand, yeah. everyone knew at the White House in the Pentagon but that, really that it was really thirty going to be thirty 000. to forty thousand yeah. as as backup personnel right, as right. people that were not on. But that's not what they the said to the American there. public. They yeah. said something different, which yeah. is because. 35,000, 40,000 sounds like a lot more. That's the way things work, Mike. You go to a car dealer and you ask, you know. For undercoating. I ask for undercoating when I go to a car. I don't know if you know that, but I actually. I wasn't going to say undercoating. I was going to. There you go, interrupting me I finished your sentence for you. That's what I do. You say you you want, you know, Mm -hmm. factory list. Mm Mm-hmm. And I you say, know you're not going to get that. I say I want to You're not going to get that dealer cost. I say cost. I want to spend more. I, that's what I tell you them. You do? Yeah. So you go the other way. I go the other way, and they oh. just don't know what so to do. So Bush making. should have asked, essentially, yeah. for 100,000 troops. Then when, when And he could have bargained down to, say, 35, and no one would have complained. They would have said, wow, the president really got screwed on that deal. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, I know. He couldn't even, I would not send him out to no buy way. me a car. No way. No how. 
the Democratic lead, led, that would be led, the Democratic-led House passed the Accountability and Contracting Contracting Act. Mm-hmm. You know about that, right? I do know about it. They passed it by a 347 to 73 margin. That's pretty impressive, I would say. What no one it? wanted to oppose that Contracting Act. What does it do? <laughs> it changes federal acquisition law to require agencies to limit the use of abuse-prone contracts to increase transparency and accountability in federal contracting and to protect the integrity of the acquisition workforce. Oh, my God. What a load of... I know. That's what I was thinking. Well, that's that's Waxman, Henry <laughs> Waxman's language. Well, there. you know... We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, and you hope with the best of intentions yeah. and all that stuff. But, my God, that yeah. just sounds like trouble waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Britain. You know that place I where we're going to be speaking with yeah. George Galloway from that country, uh, that little island, as we like to call it, good. here in the States. Uh-huh. Britain became the first country to unveil legislation that would set binding limits on emissions of greenhouse gas. Their proposal calls for a reduction of 60% by the year 5,083. Well, that's, 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 <laughs> Just forward, kidding. that's Just forward kidding. thinking. No, yeah. no. Yeah. By the year 2050. I got, I got the numbers turned gotcha. around. Gotcha. I, I figured you did. 2050. By then, we'll all be dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. It won't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I don't know how, how it ramps this up. 60% by the year 2050. But you get get the the feeling that it probably will be at about 10% in 2049. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Malnutrition rates for children in Iraq have risen from 19% before the U.S.-led invasion to a national average of 28% four years later. Hit it, Mike. Wow. Hello. Yes, as a matter of fact. And uh, do you want any background information on that? No, I just want you. You had some beef. I do. With the U.S. government. Well, no, and and that's absolutely right. That's a great story. Uh, 11% of newborn babies were born underweight in in Iraq today compared to 4%. In 2003, it's uh, one of the highest rates in the Well, that means the they're trimming down a little bit. They are, they're probably taking yeah. up one of the Beverly Hills diets or uh, something, something like that. Like that. Um, this, is, this comes from an Australian medical expert and signed off by, I believe, 40 some other, 47 other scientists from Australia that says the U.S. invasion has caused 1 million additional deaths in Iraq since the invasion. One million additional. You're going to say to me. No, I, I don't know. You what, are because you've done this to me before, so I'm prepared. I'm ready. I don't believe it, Mike. Let's see. There you go. Thank you. How could they possibly come up with such a figure? There you go. Okay. Thank you, Karnak. Go ahead. Um, I'm waiting. The, the latest John Hopkins data okay. Okay, indicates that- What a liberal institution yeah, John Hopkins Yeah, exactly. Is. Indicating that 13.3 deaths annually per thousand people- uh-huh. And an annual Iraqi pre-invasion death rate of 5.5 people per 1,000. Yeah. So it's gone up from 5.5 per 1,000 to 13.3 per 1,000. And this is done it's very the scientifically. Transit there, it I is. Think. It's, so, it's the system, it's the freeway system that we installed. And if you could see Iraq. this formula, if you could just see it's, the it's, formula I'm looking it's at, highway death. you would see that this was done in a way that would be, would make a lot of they're just dropping of, over well, dead I'm, from joy, right. I think, well, what it I, is. I know it has something to do with cars. The peacekeepers okay. have arrived. The cars are, they have apparently defective I'm cars. I'm coming home. They just keep blowing up and people uh, die. Anyway, so that's, that's, I, yeah, that's something to throw in the hopper. 
a million additional Iraqis. Now you, 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 did, now, and you also, told me before, before the show, in addition you, to that, you compared, or at least somebody at John Hopkins somewhere compared this to another event in, in well, they said this was 20th on a, century. This, this, was a, this was a, as he put it, a crime against humanity of Holocaust proportion. Uh-huh. Okay, that's, what, that's how our good friend Dr. Gideon Polya described it. I'm not sur- certain that the I'm proportion. qualified. Proportionally speaking, yeah. when, and they get into some numbers. It's online. You can, go f- you can find this. There's been some. But uh, they're also saying that 3.8 million Iraqis are now refugees, internal and external refugees in Iraq. That's the highest number I've heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. 3.8 million. You remember the guest we had uh, on so there was about two. film school. Yeah. Yeah. About two million. She was... Uh, Laura Poitras was Laura talking, Poitras about, yeah. talking about... Laura Poitras talking about the uh, doctor who she had photographed Very, who had, was in the same situation. Right. And and same that George. in turn, I mean, you, you follow the, uh, the the logic, or whatever you want to call that, the ramifications of a doctor leaving a neighborhood. Yeah. It's going to make things worse there. But the professionals are leaving the, the country. Yes. And, and in turn, what are you left with? People with no health care and the malnutrition rate li- rises. Right, right, and- right. right. So there you go. So uh, uh, hey. I don't care what we do militarily. This country is, ne- is not going to recover. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, yes. the man long alleged to have planned the September 11th attacks, admitted responsibility for those strikes on the U.S. and other al-Qaeda operations, according to a transcript of a hearing taking place at Guantanamo Bay. There was no way to confirm the testimony as the Bush administration has banned reporters and lawyers from proceedings. So we really don't know right. what's this, going on. Yeah, here. this whole thing. And he had a whole list of yeah. things that, was, that he, I mean, he was responsible. And, and so many people were saying that this is, uh, what do you want to call it, a, a kind of bravado. I think they called it terrorist bravado. But well, he's also playing to—he's playing to his own base, if yeah, you will. Exactly. He wants them to know that he's the the hotshot. Yeah. He, he set up more things than anybody else. Yeah. Forget I, about Bin Laden. Uh, I, don't, I mean, honestly, Look I don't. At me. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that he may have been responsible for a number of these things that he confessed mm-hmm. to, but the idea that he can—he's responsible for twenty-nine different terrorist plots in the world in the uh-huh. last what I don't know eight ten years. He also took responsibility, I think, for the killing of Nicole Brown Simpson well, and the Lindbergh kidnappings. I, oh, I hadn't heard yeah. that one. Well, there, he he really he's really something. I think he overreached there. I think he might have. Yeah. He might have yeah. maybe pushed it a little. The investigation into the outing of Valerie Plame Wilson, and not to go bragging too much, but we had Joe Wilson on the show here right when this thing, this story was breaking, right here on Weekly Signals. Joe there. Wilson talking about it, talking mm-hmm. about his wife. That's right. Yeah. He, he was here, and he pretty much he was hoping. And, and now, what is it like? Two he years may, later, he may still see his uh, his uh, dream come true, which oh. was to see Karl Rove uh-huh. frog marched, frog, frog walked, frog whatever walked. they call it, yeah. out of the White House. Yeah, you and, get the cuffs behind. Yeah, and you get him kind of squatting out. Yeah. With a, yeah, yeah. Have him dragged out of the White House. Laura and 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 uh, George out there crying like uh, like three year olds as they drag him off. No, no, that's not. George would be in the back, you know, yeah. guzzling. Yeah. Guzzling. He'd be guzzling. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. His her so, testimony was really, really very revealing because, and you may, go ahead. Joe Wilson's or Carl Rove's? Who are you talking about here? Valerie Plame. Val- Valerie Plame's testimony. Yeah, the okay. fact that she said that she was a covert agent when she was outed. Are you going to? Go ahead. You, you, you okay. talk now. And she said, and they have a document from Michael Hayden, yeah. the CIA director, mm-hmm. that says, yes, in fact, she was a covert agent. At the time 
that Robert Novak wrote the column at Outer Earth. And, and, and not only that. Okay. But uh, it also revealed the testimony, or oh. this uh, investigation revealed that James Nodell, yeah. the director of the White House Security Office, testified that the White House had neither taken, undertaken an internal investigation into the leak nor taken disciplinary action against the leakers. Right. So they, all, the, all the squawking coming yeah. out of the White House about how somebody, they would look into this. And the, to and, me, that was the most revealing yeah, thing about really, this whole investigation. Right, right. It, people pretty much knew Valerie Plame Wilson was an agent. Yeah. They, everybody except Fox News realized that this was a serious offense to out her. Right. They have to bring her up before a investigation, uh, you know, a committee on oversight to to have her testify. Right. Finally, yeah. you know, and there's still folks at Fox News that they're calling her a liar. Well, they went on. Uh, Mike was it uh, Chris Wallace, yeah, and Brent Hume went on and called her a liar. Said yeah. she perjured herself. Uh, well, they're uh, still on this old information that somehow she appointed her husband. Oh, this is the when, other thing. When, when 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 we had Wilson on the show, he was even saying at that time. No, no. Yeah, my wife was working there, but it was it was not Cheney who appointed me. It was Cheney's office. That's where I I got my direct orders from. Was right. Cheney the office of the vice president? Was to go to Niger at that point. In time. And what I what I read yesterday was was that in fact they had redacted an email that she had because she had been in correspondence with people in the White House or the State Department, and they had redacted, taken out all the other parts to make it appear. Yeah. that she was the one responsible for her husband going to Africa. Yeah. They had essentially really edited it so that it came down to a couple of lines, that it, and it was completely, of course, completely false. So they not only, they were engineering this thing to make, obviously, they were yeah. covering it up and, and trying to make her look like she was a... Uh, a was, bad girl. Well, she was the one responsible for all of this, which is, in fact, a lie. They had already decided to ask Wilson to go, mm-hmm. Joe Wilson to go, then they contacted her. Yeah. So, um, uh, but again, yeah. they didn't investigate. No, they didn't where investigate. The leak Nobody investigated. There was if no there investigation. There was a leak. Where to come from? They still don't know what. Well, and, it was and Carl Rove. It was and, obviously. Yeah, Carl and Rove. they don't want to look into it. And no. that's the revealing yeah, part yeah, about this: that the government didn't even take a look right. into what it was accused. Of I watched the testimony, and yeah. to see these two guys—it was Nodell and yeah. some other guy—sitting there. And they didn't want to be there. They they were yeah. basically at the very beginning of the testimony said we were subpoenaed at the last minute. We don't remember. really. They didn't want yeah. to be there, and they were they couldn't say anything. But no, we never investigated. Not a word from the White House. Nothing. Speaking of leaks, Mike. Yes. A spacecraft orbiting Mars scanned huge deposits of water, ice at its south pole, so plentiful that they would blanket the planet in 36 feet of water if they were liquid. Wow. Lots of water on Mars. Wow. Yeah? Think about that. That's amazing. It's a blue planet. Apparently so. Well, it's a kind of a icy icy blue planet. (laughs) It's a (laughs) blue-gray California. (laughs) Yeah. Officially moved its 2008 primary to February 5th. Now, that used to be the first Tuesday in March. Am I crazy? Or what? Yeah, that's yeah, right. First Tuesday well, in March. Well, a long time ago it was June. June yeah. 6th. Yeah. And then well, you know, June ten, 1st. 10 years ago. You say a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. But was, wasn't it about 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah, I think it was, it was about, yeah, it was June, the first Tuesday in June. Yeah, now they're, yeah. now they're creeping it up to the February 5th, which is the earliest date allowable to most states under the rules of the Democratic and Republican National Committees. This so, is good. This is not good. 
It's yeah. good because we're now a player. We're more representative. Well, it's, of the rest it of, is better than than having Iowa and no, and New Hampshire. It, we're be obviously the a much more representative it. state than those. Did two I just teams. say deciders? Did you say you did yeah, say I, deciders? I did deciders. It's yeah. we are more representative of the country than Iowa and New Hampshire, without a doubt. Yeah. The problem with California is you need enormous sums of money to run an effective campaign, yeah. and the opportunity for a lesser known candidate becomes problematic. If California's in the front of the pack. Right, you That's are. That's my problem. Yeah. Oh, I understand completely. Yeah, yeah. You are right. I think it's good that they have a mixture at the beginning. Yeah, they do. They should have one day and they have a have a cross section of the country. Yeah. You go west, you go south, you go east. Yeah. You go uh, farm yeah. states and metropolis states. Well, you but, need, but, what but do you I do know? need a process. You can't have you can't have one primary day because there's no opportunity. No, but I'm just saying. Yeah. First day. But it I would understand. be nice to have a mixture. Then, then, then you wait for a month, and you have a second primary in, that, in another mixture. That's a good idea. Yeah. But as it is now, the pundits, the puntocracy, is, is trying to set this up so that everything will be decided on that yeah. day. Absolutely. And, it, and, and that's a problem for me. That's crazy. It is. The U.S. government announced that the world experienced its warmest period on record during this year's Northern Hemisphere winter. Mm-hmm. So we had our warmest winter, essentially, ever. Ever. The entire northern hemisphere of the world. Is there another northern hemisphere? Uh, Could have been your head, perhaps. My head's going to explode one of these days when you, after you read one of these stories. Here's another one for your head, Mike. Yeah. A catastrophic collapse of the Arctic sea ice could lead to radical climate changes in the northern hemisphere, according to scientists who warn that the rapid melting is at a tipping point beyond which it may not recover. Ha, ha, ha. The Army Corps of Engineers rushing to meet President Bush's promise to protect New Orleans by the start of 2006. That was the hurricane season. Yeah. There. That's what they were rushing they for. They were rushing. Installed yeah. defective flood control pumps last year, despite warnings from its own expert that the equipment would fail during a storm. Oh, that would have been just... They just wanted to get something up. Didn't matter if it failed. How many billions, how many tens of billions of dollars have we spent already there? On Iraq? <laughs> On New Orleans, how many? I mean, it's well. I uh, I didn't even get to the story last week, but there was some field of about eight, ten thousand trailers, trailers yeah. that were never used. Yeah, they were just sitting out in a field. I, you know, yeah. uh, my guess is they FEMA were probably trailers. overcharged and yeah. on the amount of each trailer. But my guess would be what fifty, sixty thousand dollars each. Oh yeah, I'm and, sure. FEMA, and they FEMA were never money. used. Yeah. They were just sitting out there in a the field. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are people that don't have housing. In New Orleans. The head of the UN's atomic watchdog agency said that the first direct talks with North Korea in more than four years have been useful and that the nation remained committed to disarming. That's a good. It's good. Very good. What they should have been doing six years ago, they're doing. You can never trust the UN, though, Mike. Six years ago, we should have been talking to the Koreans. We should have been talking to them. Before then. Well, they were. Yeah. And, and but, Clinton, I mean, we should have been yeah, but they should have more con- engaged in the process even before then. Them. Yeah. Just say what you will. Forget about I'll, I'm just going to, real quick. Okay. Whatever else you want to say about the, the Bush administration. They're... They're the most incompetent yeah. administration. I will just forget, yeah. put ideology aside, everything else. This is the most incompetent... They've dropped group. the ball. On any so many yeah. things. It's, They're self-centered. And they yeah. and they've neglected so many things in this country yeah. that it's it's going to be tough on whoever gets exactly. to be president. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, MTV owner Viacom Inc. 
sued the popular video sharing site YouTube and its corporate parent, Google Inc., yes. seeking more than $1 billion in damages on claims of widespread copyright infringement. They're playing MTV videos for crying out loud. Don't they know how to capitalize on something? MTV is so stupid. Most of these companies are very stupid. You know, it's like your pride comes before the fall in this case. Right. They're getting themselves all worked up about somebody showing their videos without paying them copyright. I think it's posturing. Yeah. I think they're just looking for, they're hoping to get a settlement, a few hundred million dollars out of the deal. And um, and copyright is so antiquated. Copyright laws are so antiquated yeah, now. Yeah. This Copyright literally meant you make a copy on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with, with being able to access somebody's work right. and, and view it and, and enjoy it and, and get inspired by it. Exactly. Me going on YouTube to see clips of people that I like makes me want to see more of those people yeah. that I like, not less. I'm not less inclined to buy their stuff. I'm more inclined to buy it. Right, you are? Yeah. There was talk at, on a conservative evangelical blog, Mike, of hypothetical hormone patches that expectant mothers might wear uh, to eradicate their fetus's natural gayness. Right, now, this, there's, no, there's no scientific thing going on. People are not looking into this, but that is the direction they want uh, that they the want religious patch. right yeah. is going into. Yeah. They want some sort of anti-gay patch. Um, <laughs> what if it backfired? You know, what, <laughs> yeah, if, like, what like if it the, came out you know, with a leather queen? <laughs> like you know? those nicotine patches? You get your leather queen yeah. patch, you know? Do they, do they have... The Tom of Finland patch? Or, I don't know yeah. how that works. Are those nicotine pack, patches? Your, cons- your gay construction worker patch? <laughs> <laughs> they all they all come out. No, but aren't what? these aren't those nicotine patches? Don't they have nicotine in them? I have no idea. I, I just I, I usually just eat them. I don't bother. <laughs> there you go. Them. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they do. So they're gonna find the the gay gene. Yeah. Put them on patches. Yeah. To inoculate the anti the, the anti gay gene. Anti gay. This is so. It's just such. A, <laughs> these people are nuts. Mm-hmm. I just. I and finally, Mike, uh, it was announced by Cuba's head of national assembly that. Fidel Castro will be in perfect shape to stand for Parliament again in a year's time. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.